This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It's Tuesday, September 15th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo, reeling a little bit from our Broncos losing last night, but uh, all in all in good spirits, right? Yeah, good spirits uh, today supporting the Nugs because it's game seven for uh, the Denver Nuggets against the Clippers down in Orlando today. So uh, we're going to put our energy there uh, with the Broncos I gotta, I gotta blame Fangio on that one, man. Bad mismanagement of timeouts. How do you end the game? Give two minutes left with three timeouts like on the seconds board. Seconds left. Yes, and you and you have two more timeouts. That was bad, bad clock management last night, and his excuse for it was uh, very lame. So, uh, <laughs> but I like, uh, I like still the swagger of Drew Locke. I liked what I saw from the offense last night. Uh, the defense even held him good. I mean, if uh, like I was telling you off air, if it wasn't for Gostowski missing a million kicks, they would have they would have beaten us a lot more than they <laughs> right. did. And and if we would have went for a field goal instead of going for it for fourth and one early in the game, we could have even won. So here or there. Um, either way, still love my Broncos. Proud of them. But uh, today's a new day. Go Nuggets. Right on. Well, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host Tony. Put on your hypothetical hat. Say you're driving it's down home. down the road in the middle of the night, and uh, you hit an animal in the road. Do you stop and check it out, check out damage to your car, or do you just keep going and uh, report it to the uh, emergency services? Well, personally, I... Uh... You make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> Marty! No, obviously, if you hit something, the responsible thing to do and what I personally would do is I'd get out, um, see what I hit. That'd be the first thing, you know, if it was it a person, animal, like what the hell happened? Assess the situation. Then you assess the damage. Are you okay? Is your vehicle okay? Can you move forward? Yada, yada, yada. That's what I would do. But I got a feeling that uh, (laughs) since when did you become the physical type? Probably drove away. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, you know, for me, if uh, I'm driving down the road and, you know, I hit a small animal, you know, a bunny or quail, as we know to have around here, typically it's not a big thing. If you're pretty sure you hit a deer, yes, I would stop, get out, assess the damage, and make decisions based on that. 
Well, South Dakota's D- Dakota's. Wow, it's going to be one of those. We're already <laughs> <laughs> that forever. It's the Dakota's. South Dakota's <laughs> attorney general reported hitting a deer Saturday night, but actually hit and killed a man whose body wasn't discovered until the next morning. The Department of Public Safety said Monday morning. Governor Christie Nome said at a Sunday afternoon press conference in Sioux Falls that Attorney General Jason Rav. Ravensborg had been involved Ravensborg. had been involved in a fatal crash around 10:30 p.m. Saturday near uh, East River town of Highmore. No other details were released. Uh, apparently, Ravensborg, a 44-year-old from Pierre, was driving a sedan westbound on U.S. Highway uh, 14 on Saturday night. He told the Hyde County Sheriff's Office that around 10:30 p.m. he hit a deer a mile west of Highmore. The release does not say if Ravensborg stopped to confirm that he hit a deer or inspect his vehicle for damage. My guess is he probably didn't. Uh, It also doesn't Uh, say if Ravensborg called 911, the non-emergency line, or someone from the office. The journal has requested audio recordings of this call and other calls related to the crash. The body of Joe Bever, a 55-year-old from Highmore, was discovered the next morning. The release does not say where Bever was found or who found him. So uh, my guess is either this attorney general was uh, maybe drinking a little bit too much, hit the guy, <laughs> ran off, and just reported it as hitting a deer, or um, just didn't realize that it wasn't a person and, and drove off anyway. But I, I, I'd oh. be willing to bet it's the former. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's unbelievable. Stop! There's the delayed great Scott. Um, it like, you just don't just hit something and drive away. You just don't do that. Especially something you expect to be a deer or a large animal. You're getting out. Yeah. You're assessing the damage. I don't Absolutely. care who you you're are. Not, you're not just like, Ooh, you'll be high of weed. Spirit goat I hit there. unless you're drunk you know and like i said there's exactly a good chance that was the case and he just didn't want to get uh, busted for that but looks like he's getting busted anyway well he's gonna get what he deserves that's that's what happens that's all i gotta say about it (laughs) (laughs) well folks it is tuesday we have a wonderful show lined up for you today let's go ahead and talk about it shall we this is taco As we do on Tuesdays, we have Rank It With Tony. We get into the uh, battle arena and battle it out over a top 10 ranker list. We have common myth mistakes. Our call-in topic today is your social media oops. What did you accidentally post? Oops. We have predictions that missed the mark. This day in history, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. (laughs) Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, September 15th. Now, we love interaction from you guys, the listeners and watchers. Whether you're leaving messages on our Facebook page or you're calling the 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line, 
the Phoenix line. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, that's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. can be on any topic, something we're talking about uh, here on the show. Just to check in, tell us how you're feeling. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of this show, and that means Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, September 15th, and here is your Filippo Fast Five. CBS All Access will be rebranded as Paramount Plus in early 2021. Um, It's going to have everything from Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, BET, CBS, yada, yada. (gasps) Paramount Plus. An animated reboot of Norman Lear's Good Times is coming to Netflix. Dynamite! Not sure uh, anything more than that. Okay. Other than it's coming. So if you're excited, there you go. Dancing with the Stars, you got that? Uh, If you don't, I got it ready. Carol Baskin. Oh, she claws like a tiger in her intro, and fans are terrified. The Tiger King star's Paso Double was humiliating, as anyone expected, from casting this trolltastic star. Of course, she was horrific. So is her very presence on the show. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. I, I heard last night's Dancing with the Star premiere was a train wreck between <laughs> Tara, uh, Tyra Banks and her. A lot of stuff on the entertainment feed as I was finding stories. No so there kidding. You go. Uh, Storage Wars star Dan Dotson. His son was shot in Lake Havasu, but his life was saved in surgery. Nice. Which is good for him. Roy joins Roy Jones Jr. Roy joins. said he may have... Roy joins, he's from the Carolinas, that's where he is, or the Dakotas. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. said he may have made a mistake agreeing to an exhibition with Mike Tyson because he's the bigger, more explosive guy. Well, uh, no poop, Sherlock. (laughs) (laughs) I would not get in the ring with that guy watching. No. No, especially his training videos. That's a hell no. And a bonus uh, little tidbit. After you're done watching our show today, if you're an Apple fan, their big event premieres after the show. Yeah, one to the entertainment news. Uh, another day, another movie moves off its 2020 release date. Mm. As this pandemic has now claimed, Gerard Butler's Greenland. I was supposed to come out really? this week. Wow. Yep, it was slated for release September 25th, but the STX disaster flick will now open sometime in the fourth quarter at a determined date. This is just more bad news for exhibitors as the movie release calendar is going to be pretty scarce. There's no significant releases coming for the rest of September and Candyman and Wonder Woman 84 both departed October. So Candyman will be released still is now pushed to 2021. Wonder Woman 84, um, if it comes out, it'll be December 25th. Black Widow is still slated to open November 6th. But betting, uh, they're betting here that uh, it's going to get moved to uh, the latest 007 entry, No Time to Die, was expected to be November 20th. But uh, that only leaves Dune so far standing firm at December 18th. But uh, Disappointed! Yeah, this is extremely disappointing. Because A, it's not like Greenland is going to be this big like cinematic like holy crap right change your movie it's a it's a movie that you want to put in theaters that's going to bring people to the theaters i mean 
it's an asteroid. So if you don't know what it is, it's an asteroid fil- uh, film uh, starring Gerard Butler. And uh, basically it's, it hits Florida and it, they're outrunning this and they have to get to this base called Greenland. It's a bunker, but right. uh, it, yeah, it looked awesome. It still looks awesome, but it, I'm very bummed to hear that it got pushed back. Cause I was looking forward to seeing this, this coming weekend, but now it's like we got the theaters open, but no movies to watch. Well, not only that, but it'd be going against a two week old tenant, which pretty much primes it to be either number one or two at the box office. Yeah. Why not just take the spot? Exactly. Like you have these movies in the can. I, 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 I think they might be because they're they're they want to make that money from uh, like L.A. and New York, which is still not open. Right. Ah, this whole thing is disappointing. But uh, nonetheless, that uh, has been delayed, and that was just as of this morning. Um, in uh, good future movie news. Uh, Lovecraft Country's Jonathan Majors is going to rumored to play a big character in Ant-Man 3, which was actually confirmed this morning. Hmm. This article is from yesterday. Um, after a breakout role in HBO's Lovecraft Country, Jonathan Majors has landed his biggest role to date as a major character in the upcoming Ant-Man film. The specifics of the character has not been announced. Actually, it has this morning. He is going <laughs> to portray the villainous King the Conqueror. Uh, for those unfamiliar with Kang, he is a time traveler from the distant future. While possessing no superhuman powers, he is known throughout the Marvel Universe as a genius and a, a, a what is it? A physicist with a spacecraft capable of traveling through time. And that word was kind of hard for me to read. <laughs> it is, uh, it is early for you. Adva- so. Yeah, absolutely. He's a sports advanced battle armor that upon storing energy can convert the power into super strength. So think Iron Man, but evil, and more of a pain in the ass for the Avengers than Tony Stark. Uh, <laughs> King has, oft, has most often been portrayed as a foil for the Avengers, as it's unclear whether he will follow his comic book pass on the big screen. Marvel Studios is notorious for shaking up characters' origins and motivations for their films. King could end up as the anti-hero or even follow the path of Mordor, who went from an ally in Doctor Strange to Nemesis by the end of the movie. Um, so while this movie hasn't been filmed yet, uh, Paul Rudd and, Evan, oh my gosh, I can't say her name. <laughs> Can you say her name? Evan Evangeline Lilly. Evangeline. It's a beautiful name. I can't say it though. Evangeline Lilly. I always want to just call her Kate from Lost. There you so, go. uh, Kate from Lost, uh, shaping up to take things to the next level. So Ant-Man 3 will be coming, and uh, I like where they're going with that. So That's that interesting. Be a good thing. Yeah, you know, uh, it's interesting that they are making him more than likely a, a one-off villain for that single film, whereas some of the rumor mills were saying that King the Conqueror could have been the next overarching big bad. Uh, doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Yeah, um, they're still throwing out different rumors of who could be the big bad for the next phase. Um, uh, my money's still on Galactus, which... I'm going to say either Galactus or Doctor Doom, and they're going to go the route of Secret Wars. Yeah, I think that's a good way to go. Um, still sticking in the vein of MCU, because it's fun to talk about. Um, uh, as the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe answered enters its second decade. A few of the uh, actors obviously have departed, such as Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. We'll 
make a mention to him later, <laughs> I'm sure. But one of the yep. founding members of the Avengers announced his plans to stick around for the foreseeable future. While speaking with L-Man, Chris Hemsworth was asked whether he had given any thought of stepping down as Thor following Thor Love and Thunder. Are you crazy? I'm not going into any retirement period. Then he laughs. Thor's way too young for that, but I'm only 1,500 years old. It's definitely not a film that I want to say goodbye to as a brand. At least I hope so. Um, Thor Love and Thunder will be the fourth installment of the Thor series. It's the first of any hero in the MCU, and if Chris Hemsworth's enthusiasm for the role is any indication, it won't be his last. Um, Hemsworth shared his excitement for the script by director Taika Waititi. After reading the script, I can say I'm very excited for sure, there will be a lot of love and a lot of lightning in this production. I'm glad after all that happened in Endgame, I'm still part of the MCU, and we can continue the story of Thor. Of course, I can't tell you anything about the plot, but to satisfy your curiosity, I'll say that I had a lot more fun reading the script than Thor Ragnarok, and hmm. that proves something, because that movie was brilliant. Yeah, it was. So uh, if that gets you guys excited... Uh, He's going to be uh, back, and it looks like he's going to stick around, and I'm excited to see what happens uh, for Hemsworth. I love the the way they took Thor from uh, the Dark World uh, with Ragnarok. I love the, just the Ragnarok on Thor. Like, the early Thor stuff wasn't bad by no, no means, no. but like this Thor, way more. Right. So, and it looks like he's having a hell of a lot more fun with the character versus what it was. So. Yeah, next to Ant-Man, it's, you know, the funniest movie of the MCU, you know, and, and that goes back to Taika Waititi, who just has this this wonderful comedic mind and then obviously this great visual style as well. Yeah, so excited for that. Um, little shameless plug that's not on the news, but when you're done watching this show, if you don't watch the Apple event, uh, the Mandalorian 2 trailer just dropped like 20 minutes before this show launched. So when you're done... Check out the Mandalorian 2 trailer. Looks good. Oh, it looks so good. Taika Waititi, that made me trigger that. Gotcha. Why I threw that in there and just kind of stretching my time a bit here. (laughs) So, uh, hey, you ever ever go down to Bel Air? (laughs) I've been to Bel Air. Yep. That's kind of a weird transition from Mandalorian to Bel Air. Hey, that's okay. Well. Do you ever do you ever dream about being the Fresh Prince? Uh, I pulled up in a cab about seven or eight, and I yelled to the cabbie, "Yo, home, smell you later." Oh, so, well, good yeah, to know. Yeah. Well, you'll have to give us a review of your Airbnb stay uh, because the Airbnb partnered with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air on they announced on Sunday for the first time ever that the mansion featured in the sitcom will be open to visitors. Oh, that's kind of cool. Fans from the L.A. area can book one-night stay at the house for only $30 a night. And they get access to the luxurious wing occupied Will Smith's character on the show. According to the listing written from Will's perspective, guests will enjoy my bedroom, great for naps, a full bathroom, great for spitting bars in the shower, pool area, great for dips, an outdoor lounge in the dining room, great for eating, obviously. Um... There are some sweet perks as well, like Air Jordan's access to Will's closet, turntables, and free mail served on silver platters. And from photos in the listing, the mansion looks pretty fresh indeed. You will be virtually welcomed by DJ Jazzy Def, Jeff, and a socially distanced mansion concierge. Interested fans will be able to request bookings beginning at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, September 29th. Smith, who recently celebrated the show's 30th anniversary, also posted about the opportunity. Ooh, 
y'all think we should rent out the Fresh Prince house? We're making it happen with the squad of Airbnb. Hashtag Fresh Prince 30th. Um, and it's a picture of him and uh, Jazzy Jeff outside the mansion. So, uh, you know, very cool. I like that they're partnering uh, around. They're trying to build some hype for the reunion special, which they also got the original Aunt Viv back for this, too. Oh, that's cool. Uh, apparently, he, he buried it with the, Aunt, the original Aunt Viv, and the other Aunt Viv will be on there. So, two... Two Aunt Vivs, if you can put your mind around that. Uh, yeah, exciting exciting stuff if you're a Fresh Prince fan or if you just want to stay at the mansion. I think 30 bucks a night is pretty damn reasonable. Oh, that. definitely. The only thing that would make it that much better is if you had Jeffrey there waiting on you. <laughs> Hello, Master Hello. Will. <laughs> Hello. And then, uh, well, we're pretty much out of time. We so are. I have to save that one. So let's roll on to the birthdays. A lot, of, a lot of Thor loving this morning. Yeah. Uh, birthday boys and girls today. Harry Prince, or just Prince Harry, is 35. Bane, Venom, a.k.a. Tom Hardy, he's 42. John Ralphio, a.k.a. Sonic the Hedgehog, or just better known as Ben Schwartz, is 39. Agent K, or Two-Face, or just Tommy Lee Jones, is 73. Dan Marino, former Dolphin quarterback, uh 58 he's abducted uh, by ray finkel yeah and uh pete carroll your favorite uh usc coach and uh, the coach of the seattle seahawks is 68 happy birthday fellas today there was no girls on that yeah. list so happy birthday fellas right on well folks that does it for the entertainment news when we come back uh, we go into the battle arena with rank it with tony don't go Ooh, anywhere yeah. after these messages To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. And we are back to the show. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, Tuesday, September 15th. Now, we're all over social media with many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, you can. I'm available at Facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo, that's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo eighty one. Now it is Tuesday, and as we do each and every Tuesday, I jump into the battle arena with you guys, the listeners, as Tony takes us through another edition of Rank It with Tony. <laughs> So last week's ranker was a great topic, but it was a bunch of BS answers. Right. So I figured this week we keep it fun. I think it's something like uh, most of us listening could uh, partake in, even if you don't know. And, and Chris, I think you're just going to kill it this week. And the don't, topic don't, this don't week. Don't jinx me. 
The topic this week, the most romantic movies of all time. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'm just... So, man, Randy Savage is not happy with your decision, yeah. No, don't worry, Randy. That's not really <laughs> it is. To this week, we're going to go with it being kickoff football season. We are going with the best quarterbacks of all time. Ooh, best all right. quarterbacks of all time. And I feel like even the ladies, they can chime in on this. Oh, of they, course. Uh, yeah, you know, it might not be the hardest list, but maybe it could be. I don't know. <laughs> so chime in on the Phoenix below. I've got I've got it up. So you guys chime in. If you got my phone number, you can text me. I will look at it. And uh, for everyone that you don't get, I'll read you one in the top ten. Or the, the outside the top ten. Okay. So, All right. As we do. Well, it was funny because my brain started going over romantic movies and then all, all of a sudden had to shift over. So, um, <laughs> I had to throw that curve at you. Bro. I, I appreciate that. All right. Uh, greatest quarterbacks of all time. While he is often regarded as the GOAT, he's not my GOAT, Tom Brady. Number one answer. Number one. Well... Unfortunately, I saw that coming, but, uh, you know, it's one of those yeah. things that... Uh, some, some are easy, some might not be easy. Yeah. You, you did never know. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody chiming in from the audience, or should I take my mm-hmm. next guess? Go with the next guess. I got nobody. All right. Nobody. It's a Tuesday. Sometimes people don't chime in. Well... Brady was not my goat. My goat is your goat, Tony, Peyton Manning. The Peyton? Of course it's got to be. If it's not, this list is BS. He is. Ooh, I got to chime in. Okay, so after you, I got one. Okay. I am actually pissed with his ranking on here, but he's on there. My guy, our guy, number seven. Seven? He's number seven. I would I, I would have thought at least top three. Uh yeah, dude. Dude. And if this All right, so if this oh. list was the greatest quarterbacks who uh also do very funny commercials, he'd be number one. Yeah. Okay, so Mike chimed in. Mike Yendra from Nebraska. His guess is good, but this is why Ranker pisses people off, right? He said Joe Montana. He's not in the top 10? He's not in the top 10. What? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's number 15 on the list. That is complete horse beep. Well, that's what you get. I'm not going to cuss, but (laughs) but this is what I'm talking about. Like, this could be a real easy list or it could be a really frustrating list. But, Mike, thanks for chiming in, brother, but... He was number 15. Well, it goes to show that these ranker lists are filled with people who are typically younger than our age group. You know, uh, millennials, which sadly we're a part of, and uh, Gen Zers. So uh, my guess is it'll be mostly recent answers unless there's a few throwbacks in there. Yeah. All right. So. Well, let's uh, let's go with a little bit of a throwback quarterback and say uh, the birthday boy Dan Marino. The birthday boy, Dan. Laces out, Dan. Mr. Marino is... Okay, Chris, you're killing it. He's number 10. All right. He barely made it on there. I'm not sure he's uh, above uh, Montana, but... No. 
No, absolutely not. Get five Super Bowl wins to none. Right. Yeah, I think not. Um, uh, Mike chimed in with Mr. John Elway. Uh, I don't agree with his uh, rank on there, but Mike, you're on the board, buddy. He's number six. John Elway is number six. Yeah, again, too high on the list. Interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. Moving on, let's go with the other ageless wonder that's currently playing in the uh, NFL right now and uh, say Drew Brees. Drew Breezy is making it easy. Number two on the ranker list. Number two. All right. Again, uh, way higher than I'd put him. He's fantastic, but uh, would not put him at number two. No. Um, Lacey chimed in, and she said uh, Troy Aikman. Good guess, Lacey. Let's see. Did he make it? <sighs> he was a fantastic quarterback, but Mr. Aikman... He is, let's see if he even made top 20. Ouch. Yeah, 21. Troy wow. Aiken was 21 on that. Ooh, I just sneezed. Wow. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, I muted it so you guys didn't have to partake. Oh, she said she also said that way. Okay, well, dual points for you. <laughs> you guys can have a, a lovely share of that pie. All right. The Elway pie. Top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Let's let's throw it way back. Not way, way back, but way back. Uh, Mr. Willie Joe Namath. Joe Namath. Yeah, you right, uh, Joe. Oh, man. Let's see where Joe falls on there, will ya? Is he on there? <laughs> this is a yellow wow. ranker. Wow. Not even top 25. Seriously. Wow. Okay. Oh. Uh, let's see. Mike and Lacey. They, Mike said uh, Troy Aikman as well. Um Annabella, you Peyton Manning, of course, he was on there. He was said, but thank you. Good. Well, thanks for chiming in. Speaking of chimes, um, you've got all sorts of chimes and things going on back yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're buzzing, man. See, we're getting that feedback, baby. It's good. It's that, <laughs> it's that interaction portion. Um, Mike said, uh, Mahomes, uh, you know, Mahomes is a great guess, and he's actually number 21. <laughs> Not top 10, but he's 21. He will probably be top 10 one day. I think eventually he will be, but uh, it's still too early in his career to, to name him one of the top quarterbacks of all time. All right, we've yes. got time for one more each. I am going to say the other San Francisco... Blah, words are hard, folks. San Francisco um, 49ers quarterback, uh, and it would amaze me if he went beyond Joe Montana and say Steve Young. He did go ahead of Joe Montana. Did he really? Believe it or not on this list. Yeah, but he wasn't top 10. He was number 11. Ah, Which is crazy. Just outside. Just outside. Just outside. Um, And then uh, Lacey um, did uh, Brett Favre. Let's see if old Favre. 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 Yes, Lacey, good job. Brett Favre was number five. So you you got one and a half, right? Like, and then... uh, Annabella, thank you for partaking. You got one as well. Um, so that's it. So ding, ding, ding. Let's go through the top ten, shall we? We shall. Okay, number ten. Uh, Dan Marino, which you got, Chris. This is one for you. 
Otto Graham. Uh, he was a quarterback for uh, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. That's okay. What I'm saying. Number nine. Okay. Number, nine. Uh, number eight, Fran Tarkarenton. He was a Vikings uh, and Giants quarterback. Yep. Okay. That was number eight. Peyton Manning, number seven. Uh, John Elway, number six. Brett Farver. He was number five. Aaron Rodgers, number four. No one said Aaron Rodgers. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Johnny Unitas, I'd put him up there. Number three, Drew Brees, number two. Tom Brady, number one. That was the top ten of Ranker. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing to me that, uh, you know, like this list was uh, crazy. Because um, you had, like, Russell Wilson was, like, number 12. Uh, or sorry, Bart Starr was 12, Russell Wilson was 13, Warren Moon, uh, Joe Montana, Roger Staubach, Jim Kelly, Kurt Warner, Philip Rivers, Terry Bradshaw, Aikman, Mahomes, Roethlisberger, Ryan, Archie Manning, Ken Stabler, Andrew Luck, Craig Morton, and Joe Namath was 29. Wow. Weird. And Sid Luckman, 30. There you go. I gave you 30 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm it, feeling generous today. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there. I was surprised that Tim Tebow wasn't in there. <laughs> well, he, it, he was crazy. It goes to show that, uh, you know, with these ranker lists, anything can happen. And that was another edition of Rank It With Tony. When we come back, we have some common myth mistakes. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, September 15th. Now while we're heading into the final segment of the first hour, there's still plenty of show to go. But if you missed a portion of this show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. And uh, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, wanted to talk about some common myths, you know, things that we've heard our entire lives that uh, turn out just not to be true. And uh, get your reaction on those, Tony, and, uh, you know, see maybe if you knew it, maybe you didn't. But uh, in any case, you know, we, we like to drop a little knowledge on this show every once in a while, help you guys learn a few new things. And uh, in any case, this might be just one of those segments. So let's go ahead and kick things off, shall we, Tone? Let's do it, brother. All right. Kicking things off, while this guy loves uh, uh, wild rivers and uh, piggly wigglies from ferals. Excellent! Oh, I know where you're going with this guy. Apparently, Napoleon was not small. He was just the victim of good propaganda by the eventual winners. Interesting. I never knew that. I didn't know that either. I thought he was short. 
Yeah, it, unfortunately, this uh, article doesn't provide a lot of reasoning behind a lot of these, so it's hard to uh, dive too deep into them. But uh, it makes sense, you know. Napoleon was a uh, you know a French dictator, a French uh, emperor, uh, conquered a lot of lands, but eventually got conquered, conquered himself, lost at the Battle of Waterloo. And as far as I understand, all of the images that came out of him, uh, uh, you know, from him. No, not from him, of him, later on were him of small stature, and that's probably after the loss. Yeesh. The piggly wiggly. Now, Tony, have you ever heard this myth, that if you touch a baby bird, the parents will abandon or kill it? I have actually heard that uh, when I was in Nevada, uh, back in June, I was hanging out with Jenny at her friend's house, and... Uh, they found a little bird, um, and then they like had to put it in a box. But then they were worried. They're like, "Oh, it's probably now going to be abandoned." And that was like the the myth I kept hearing that day. So <laughs> I have heard it. Well, apparently it is a myth. So in reality, most birds don't do that. If you help a baby bird back into its nest, as long as you try not to touch the nest a lot, then everything should be fine. Oh, that's good to know. Not that I'm going to go touch a bird's nest, but, uh, you know. Yeah, next time you find yourself in that situation, you'll know. Yeah, the more you know. Do, do, do. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I actually have that sound bite. Use it every once in a while. Good one for this segment. Here's one that, again, you always hear everywhere. It's, you know, one of those things that's passed down from generation to generation. But uh, your head actually does not lose more heat than the rest of your body. It's about the same. So when they say, you know, make sure you, you wear a, a warm hat more so than a, a warm jacket, you know, just just stay warm. You know, it's your head's not going to uh, radiate heat any more than your arms, your legs, or the uh, rest of your body. Really? At least according to this. So, uh, t- Tony, you learned something new. Late. Go ahead. I was going to say, Lacey chimed in and said, did you know that praying mantises kill hummingbirds? I've actually seen video of that. It's terrifying. Really? Yeah. Praying mantis is one of those things that we never want a giant version of because, uh, oh, that would be scary. Yeah, they eat. They're weird. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Did not know that, but that is another cool fact, so... Now, here's one that uh, everybody's heard their entire lives, that goldfish have five-second memories. Uh, is that one that you're familiar with, Tone? I have heard that one, yes. So, uh, in actuality, they don't have five-second memories. They uh, remember things for months, they recognize their owners, and they're able to distinguish them from other people. So, uh, contrary to popular belief, goldfish actually have uh, quite amazing memories, given the size of their little itty-bitty brains. Mm, Good. Good to know. It is good. They're like, home, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how a fish talks, but uh, there you go. Now, Tony, when I mentioned the term schizophrenia, what do you think of? Um, I think of somebody that's a, a little jitterbug that's always worried that something's there, like they've had too much meth or something. Okay. Hey, All right. Hey, coming to get me. Uh, the end of the world is near. Let me put on my tinfoil hat. Here. Paranoia, voices, those sorts of things. 
This isn't exactly. uh, something that I ever thought, but apparently enough people did that it made the list. It says uh, schizophrenia has nothing to do with split personality. Um, I never thought it did, but I guess other people did. So, Okay. All right, Tony, uh, putting your hypothetical hat back on, say you've got a uh, bottle of chloroform and a rag, what would you use it for? Well, I think most people are going to do it. They're going to subdue somebody that uh, is either bigger than them, as you see in movies. They always sneak up behind the big, tall person to take them down to their size. Or it's, unfortunately, for, like, kidnapping or something. I don't know. Usually, <laughs> you, you always put it here, and the person always passes out. So well, I wouldn't do that, but... It's, that's what I think about when I when you mention that. And, and I think most people would. So the myth that chloroform quickly knocks you out uh, is actually untrue. In the real world, it takes several minutes to knock you out, not like the seconds it takes in movies or TV shows, you know, as you were just explaining. Oh. So there's going to be a lot of hanging behind a big person like, ah, why won't you fall asleep? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's... Uh, movies and TV shows, they take a lot of liberties that I think people take as truth and actuality, but uh, you know, it goes to show that you can't live your life by TV uh, even though people, uh, listeners of this show would realize that, uh, you know, Tony and I do a fair share of watching TV and movies but uh, we don't take yeah. that as, as the way things really go. Yeah, yeah, driving 88 miles per hour you don't see some serious bleep. <laughs> and you don't go back in time. So, no. Or back no, to the future. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on, Tony. Do you know your blood type? Ah, uh, don't actually. I don't either, and that's that bad? not a big deal. So it says uh, I always see those pro tips that say you should know your blood type in case of an emergency, so the hospital can get you the right type of blood. This is a hundred percent incorrect. We never take the blood type of a. Uh, we never take the blood type a person says they are. A patient remembering incorrectly equals a dead patient, and the hospital gets sued. We always perform, perform a blood test first. The only exception is in a true emergency, and then we only give O negative blood, which is universal to anybody. So uh, you not knowing is uh, not a big deal, Tone. No, that's good. Hey. All right, uh, moving on. Oh, what was that uh, movie with... Uh, uh, um, Brad, uh, Bradley Cooper, right. he takes the pill and he can use... Oh, l limitless. Limitless. Well, uh, you know, there's obviously the ongoing myth that we only use 10%, 10 of our brains. That is absolutely untrue. Okay. I was going to say, that's, uh, that's a whole lot of brain storage in there because uh, the brain can hold a lot of stuff, that's for sure. A lot of useless knowledge and... Great knowledge and all kinds of stuff in there. Well, in reality, I mean, 10% of our brains is handling just the things we do involuntarily. So, uh, you know, for things that we do and that we want to do, we use much more of our brains than that. And then finally, as we head into the, uh, well, long commercial break, we have the often thought of myth that, uh, of course, uh, my ex-wife tells my son Reese all the time is that uh, crackle, uh, cracking your knuckles too often will cause arthritis. All it's doing is releasing air in the joints. doesn't cause any issues. It's just the way it goes. Well, folks, we are headed in the long break, about seven minutes. When we come back, we have our call-in topic of your social media oops moments. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven. 
it up. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. And welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, September 15th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tan- Tony Sanfilope. Tanny. Tanny from... Wow. Uh, that stayed above Nebraska. What was that? What did you call him? The Dakotis. <laughs> Tony. Tanny has from Dakotis. That lives in Dakotis. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Sanfilippo. I was going to say you were washing your hands of this weirdness, but uh, apparently not because of the weirdness is just beginning. It uh, it is. This is hour two. This is the wacky hour. So <laughs> apparently yeah, no, so. I'm- yeah, how are you holding up on this uh, fine Tuesday? I'm a little warm. We still haven't fixed the AC in here, and uh, I have a feeling it's it's getting to uh, the speech center of my brain, obviously, based on what just happened. Right. Well, the, you know, that's a, that's some unf- unfun work environments, because uh, for those watching or listening, uh, that studio that Chris is at is just a tiny room with constant electronics going um and most of the time you've got the door shut to evade from any uh creepers exactly that may part in yeah pl- or any outside distraction to not get on the show but uh i digress i can it, it i can uh put myself in your shoes it's very hot so i will yeah not rub it in being yep. in an open room we so. have a lot of electronic equipment in here all of it puts out heat uh normally keep the room at 70 degrees and of course walking in it's uh, over 90 and uh, i can't run the fan while we're doing this or else you guys just hear shh the whole time so trying to survive doing the best i can but you know what it makes the show a little bit more fun when uh, things go a little off the rails yeah it's always fun wacky unpredictable stuff you know exactly (laughs) speaking of unpredictable this is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys the listeners and the watchers chime in either on our facebook page uh easiest way to do it is head over to our main video that's on right now the live video at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio chime in there or Give us a call at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world. We will open up the phone lines at the end of this segment so that the next segment is all about you guys, the listeners. Today we are talking about your mm, social media oops moments. Um, there was a big one that if you've been living under a rock for the last couple days, um, hit, hit the internet like a rock so in an accidental instagram post actor chris evans you may know him as captain america shared an important service uh, public service announcement with his 6.1 followers 
So for those of you who have been living offline the past few days, let's back up a little bit. On Saturday, Evans had a bit of a social media mishap when he briefly posted a screenshot of a camera roll to his Instagram story. Okay, innocent enough. Well, among the collection of 11 photos and videos that were visible in the screenshot, well, was one of his uh, captain, America, which obviously (laughs) (laughs) made headlines. Uh, Since Evans told the world, um, you know... It's 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 made its way through you know the memes and and all kinds of fun funny things and obviously he's making light of it despite you know a, a very private thing uh, in more ways than one hitting the internet so when you think about it the meme is really something uh, if this was a screenshot from Evan's own personal photo library that means he actively save or made this image himself probably to share with a uh, lady friend of his and of course in the last day he uh, uh, came out and uh, used the notoriety of this uh, d-pick for uh, a good cause he said (laughs) he said now that I have your attention go out and vote on November 3rd which I think is a good message for anybody despite your political affiliation so we're talking yeah. about your social media oops moments. Did you accidentally post something you weren't supposed to post, a uh, picture like this, maybe uh, something that uh, you were sharing you didn't mean to share, um, or one of those... <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> one of those things where you'll write something out and then rethink it and delete it, but maybe you accidentally hit the send button on that. Tony, have you ever had a uh, social media oops moment of your own? Nothing like that, no. Because, A, I've never put myself in that situation, so um, there's no pick to to do that. But, uh, you know, I will share one of my dad's okay. um, that, that he's done, you know, because he's obviously um, just in the last few years started getting onto social media and figuring that stuff out. Um, well, when he set up his Facebook account, he freaking uh the first picture he put up for a profile pic was a picture of his social security card and license oh no i don't think he he meant to do that but it had his address his social and his thing and we had to like call him and say dad you like you gotta take that down because everybody can see that dude (laughs) don't put that bleep on the internet you just don't do it uh so for my dad yeah that was his because he's not gonna call him the show or chime so i'll do it for him but I'll share my dad's. Me personally, I've never done anything as far as social media that I didn't mean to post. Um, when I was younger, back in the uh, MySpace days. MySpace. <laughs> oh, our, uh, all of our friend Tom. Yeah, it wasn't more of a snafu. I more talked spit about a, a former employee of mine uh, or manager of mine. And uh, I found out that could come back and haunt you. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that trailed me to my new store uh, when I got to uh, Thornton and uh, me and another manager got pulled in for talking smack on uh, somebody, uh, which we thought was just a private banter between <laughs> us that actually went out and it got screenshotted. And uh, well, back, there was no screenshots. They printed it and submitted it to oh, our no. new boss. And uh, yeah, there was the, I mean, there was our little icons, our little picture profiles having this conversation. So yeah, you know, that would be mine, if any, nothing dirty, dirty, but right. uh, I learned the hard way. Yeah. Uh, don't, if, yeah, and it careful. just, it just goes to yeah. show that, I mean, even if you put it out there for a second, it still lives in their archives. I mean, you can delete oh, it. Oh yeah. It still, still exists back somewhere in the uh, Facebook, Instagram world. So yeah, 
How about you? You ever have anything? You know, I am. I am always very (laughs) careful about what I post. How I I sorry. (laughs) Buttons finally (laughs) catching up. (laughs) Well, well, the yeah, baby was too long. I wanted you to talk, and I just had to have it. Gotcha. Stop, so I, I hit Jeff. <laughs> no, I I always try to be very careful about uh, the intent of what I put out, and uh, um, not only that, but uh, the spelling and the grammar, just because I know that it's going to live there forever. Same cannot be said about uh, news. For some reason, in the last week, there have been from legitimate or quote unquote legitimate news sources. I mean, local news, uh, TV stations where they've got misspelling, grammar errors, wrong information in the headlines of what they post. Which, if it's just an everyday common person, eh, you know, it's understandable. But if you are a trusted, quote-unquote, trusted news source, not a good look. So, uh, you know, it, it happens to everybody, but, you know, be careful what you put out there. Well, folks, we are opening the phone lines to you now. That number, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world. We want to hear about your social media oops moments. Give us a call now. We'll talk to you in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. We are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, September 15th. We are smack dab in the middle of our call-in topic, our audience participation topic. I'm telling you, words are hard today. Uh, give us a call, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. We're talking about your social media oops moment, like uh, Chris Evans, Captain America, did over the weekend, where he accidentally posted a D-pick that uh, went out viral, pulled it down, but of course now it lives in infamy. And so... Ah. We, we want to hear from you guys. You can also chime in on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Again, uh, call in number 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Ooh. I had that turned down, but I wanted to hear you in Apparently not. Dual, dual phone now. <laughs> in stereo. In stereo, it's Christian Phoenix. <laughs> Tony, offhand, uh, any other social media mishaps come to mind on your end? Uh, for me, no, just really, just the work one. And uh, uh, there was the uh, the Skipbo incident uh, where I posted a picture of Skipbo in an ongoing work email as a gag. And that, that came back and bit me in the butt for being funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, but we have Lacey chimed in for one. Right so on. If you heard, bing, she, uh, she definitely has something, but yeah, the, uh, skip bow incident. That was, uh, that was a fun conversation with my boss. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a harmless picture. Just for those out there, there was this ongoing email. Um, sometimes somebody in the company will accidentally said one email goes out to everybody and then everybody keeps replying shut up quit sending me this take me off the email and it's like 
quit replying to the email and it won't it'll die right. but as you people keep replying to it so well the reply all button is a, a dangerous button when it comes to uh company emails a- absolutely so i i took a picture of just skipbo <laughs> just my hand with the skipbo cards and stuff uh when i was in nebraska and sent that and uh yep uh i got, I got pulled in the office for that one so uh <laughs> Even a game of harmless skip poking land you in some hot water. That it can. Um, what did uh, Lacey, Yeah, what did Lacey have to say? Yeah. Um she accidentally sent text meant for Michael to her mom and they were uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were a little bit on the uh risque uh, side. Risque side, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An old mom saw it. Uh, <laughs> At least it was. Oh, good for you! At least it was only to one person and not on social media where everybody could see it. So (laughs) while we're waiting for people to chime in, we do want to hear from you on your social media oops moments at 844 790 Talk, 844 790 8255. Pulled up a list of uh, 25 social media blunders that uh, you should probably stay away with, uh, stay away from. For instance, uh, not being up to date with current trends. Apparently in 2016, Wendy's posted a meme of Pepe the Frog dressed up as their mascot. What they didn't know was that the cute cartoon frog had recently become an image of racism and white supremacy. And it's not hard to imagine the response. Um, Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's, and again, it's one of those things where somebody probably thought it was cute and funny and posted it up there and... Yeah, hopefully their response to it, you know, the way they took it down, their apology was genuine enough that uh, it didn't offend too many people. But uh, being that it was in 2016, we've forgotten about it already. Right. Well, and then uh, if they just give it some time. But, uh, yep, whoops, that's definitely a blunder. <laughs> I've noticed that Twitter, Twitter usually comes back and haunts a lot of people. So Yes. Now, here's one that I have actually done, but the effects haven't been bad. Confusing your business account with your personal account. So it's important to be entertaining and engaging, but don't forget to distinguish between business posts and personal posts. For instance, don't post a photo of what you had for lunch on your business account unless you run an organic diet in a box food service. Um, I manage a lot of social media accounts between the shows here on the station and the shows uh, or the, the pages that I manage uh, elsewhere. And so I've accidentally posted the wrong thing on the wrong page. And, you know, it, it was easy enough to go through and just uh, delete it, repost it where it was supposed to go. But uh, nothing that uh, threw things so out of proportion that uh, people started getting angry at either side of well, yeah, that's a good thing. At least you catch on. It's not like you post much in general anyways. Um, you post everything I ever see from you is typically all business related. I It's a lot of uh, everything you're doing uh, with your projects and uh, whether it's uh, Rough Riders, things like that. Yeah. Well, part so of it is a quick shameless plug. Too. I, I appreciate that. You know, I spend so much time on social media for business stuff that when it comes to me personally, I, I'm, I'm burned out on it. So <laughs> I don't like to post much uh, on the personal side of things just because, you know, by the end of the day, I've, I've had a, uh, I've had my fair share of social media. Yeah. I don't blame you. Don't blame me at all. Folks, we want to hear your social media oops moments. Did you accidentally post the wrong thing? Did you accidentally post a D-pick? 
It happens. Happened to Chris Evans. Uh, give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Now, continuing on with our list of things not to do on social media, how about getting angry when you get negative comments? So as your brand grows, you'll get both positive and negative comments. Remember, negative comments are there to help you improve. Deal with them open-mindedly and try to solve the problem instead of lashing back. For example, a buyer who complained at uh, Toblerone's Facebook page, and Toblerone's are those great toffee chocolates that are uh, pyramid-shaped. Somebody said, uh, hello, I just bought a 100-gram Toblerone crunchy almond. Attached to it was a free Toblerone 35-gram. Unfortunately, when I ate the 35-gram Toblerone, it didn't taste like the original Toblerone at all. It actually tasted like some cheap chocolate. I checked the expiration date, but it was still good. So I was wondering, is this your gimmick to sell your product or some kind of factory defect? I'm just totally annoyed and angry right now. I felt really cheated, which is a legitimate complaint, and it's all depending on how you respond to it. Well, Toblerone's response, hello, Michael, apologies for not seeing this complaint sooner. Could you tell us more about this incident so that we could log it and investigate on this further? Please PM us more details, like when you bought this and where, as well as the receipt, if you still have it. Thank you very much, and looking forward to hearing from your response. So I actually expect it to be a bad response. That is the perfect response. You know, you just acknowledge the problem and address it offline. Don't air your dirty laundry for everybody to see. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not something you want to share on there. You keep your... I don't know. You always run a risk if you run your opinions on uh, social media. You can always anticipate trolls and backlash. It just happens. Well, and along those lines, um, for the Rough Riders, which you were talking about earlier on our Instagram page, at one point had this 13-year-old girl who reached out and said, you're not even a real rescue. You know, you're, you know... uh, you, you promote uh, uh, you know, puppy mills and, and basically just lashing out at things that were absolutely not true. Well, I made the mistake of engaging with her and saying, you know, that's absolutely false. I've got the paperwork to prove we're a legitimate 501c3 and enough people to uh, um, uh, back up, you know, what we do and, and the difference that we're making. And, of course, her being a uh, 13-year-old girl, you know, basically took the emotional approach and lashed out and said, you know, well, you know, I'm a vegan and you're not a vegan. And so you're not a true animal rescue. And it's like, at that point, you just had to let it go and, uh, you know, take the high road, I guess is the, the ultimate stance for that. You have to, (laughs) people are always looking for a fight, man. Always looking for a fight. Well, especially when they're anonymous behind a keyboard you know, nothing you can do will change their mind. So don't even try. Don't even try. Absolutely. All right. Finally, as we head into the break, one thing you can do to avoid uh, mishaps on social media, something I mentioned earlier, by skipping the editing process. So before you post anything on social media, edit it viciously. Typers Typos and grammar mistakes will be noticed, and they do not do your brand or you any good. So, uh, no. again, check, double-check, because once you put it out there, it exists forever. Well, folks, that does it for our topic of social media oops or social media mistakes. When we come back, we've got a segment called Predictions That Missed the Mark. You won't want to miss it. Come on back. We'll see you guys in a few.
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back to the show. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, September 15th. Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. It's just that easy. For instance, maybe you want to uh, let us know what your social media oops moment was, and you want to remain anonymous. You certainly can. Just give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. Again, any topic, just to check in, tell us how you're doing. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, I wanted to talk about predictions of the future. Obviously, uh, many people... Uh, go out of their way to figure out, uh, you know, what, what's the future going to look like? You know, you go back to old movies where, you know, the future is 1989 and there's flying cars and, and uh, laser guns and all sorts of things like that. And obviously wasn't quite the case. Now, Tony, if I asked you who was more accurate now, keeping in mind uh, uh, or, or at least put it out of your mind, knowing the answer to this and the track record, just, if you were average Joe off the street, not the pop culture person that you are, if I said who had a better chance of predicting the future, the New York Times or the Simpsons, what would you say? The Simpsons. <laughs> well, the, the Simpsons is better. I mean, I know. Okay. You, you told me to think not as a pop culture guy. Exactly. Then, yeah. The New York Times, because they're a trusted media outlet. And you kind of feel like if it's going to be in there that, it's it's a legit thing you know you would but, think yeah. so you wouldn't think some you know funny silly cartoon that's been around forever uh would have as many accurate predictions as they had well the new york times have made some of the worst predictions ever in history for instance on laptop computers back in 1985 they said this on the whole people don't want to lug a computer with them to the beach or on a train to while away hours while they would rather spend reading the sports or business section of the newspaper. The real future of the laptop computer will remain in the specialized niche markets, because no matter how inexpensive the machines become, and no matter how sophisticated their software, I still can't imagine the average user taking one along while going fishing. Boy, could they have not been more wrong. Oh, man. Yes. I mean, even to the point where, where people, are, their primary computer is a laptop. You know, we're seeing desktops go the way of the dinosaur at this point. Yeah. It's, uh, well, that's the thing. You don't, not too many desktops sell, like uh, at Costco, we carry some desktops, but it's usually the gaming ones that right. sell. And that's about it. Um, but we sell more like MacBooks, laptops, Chromebooks, things of that nature. Well, if you think about it, for essentially the same price as a desk, desktop where you've got to buy a monitor and speakers and a keyboard and a mouse, you can get a laptop that has all of that included in it for the same price. Yeah, and you can take it on the go with you, which is uh, fantastic. So. <laughs> all right, uh, moving on with the New York Times failure on predictions of the future. For instance, they have this to say about television back in 1939. It says, the problem with television is that the people must sit and keep their eyes glued on a screen. 
The average American family hasn't time for that. Boy, could they not have been more wrong. Oh, yeah. It's uh, especially in this day and age, man. It's uh, it's what we do. We uh, we like to call it the moth to the flame, right? We're always <laughs> eyes on a screen at some point during the day, whether it's your phone, your computer, your TV, you, you find a way. Well, the, the irony is, you know, to the complete opposite of what they said, and to your point is, not only are we watching TV, we are watching multiple screens at once. So we'll have the TV on with our laptop on our lap and our phone next to us, all three going at the same time. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a good thing they didn't put their money on it. Yep, I got four screens going on right now. Oh, I've got one, two, three, yeah. four, five, five screens right now. <laughs> you got five, I got four rolling, so yeah. <laughs> All Very right. tech knowledge savvy here at uh, Casa de San Filippo. So. And so you folks may be saying, well, that was back in 1939. You know, the New York Times didn't know, you know, just how far technology would take off. Well, their track record isn't that great. For instance, they said about the iPhone in 2006, everyone's always asking me when Apple will come out with a cell phone. My answer is probably never. <laughs> got bad news for you they're releasing their uh 12th one or they're unveiling their 12th uh um, or at least the iphone 12 later on today so uh again missing the mark definitely i mean the the apple has just come out so big i mean the iphone was the start of it uh well they always had the Macs and everything but now the way everything just integrates so well i mean if you got the phone, you end up getting the rest of the product because everything ties together well. Yep, yep. All right, moving on with the New York Times missing the mark on predictions of the future. For instance, the space race. They said about a rocket in 1936. Well, a rocket will never be able to leave the Earth's atmosphere. Little did they know about uh, just a uh, little less than three decades later, we'd be walking on the moon. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's... Uh... Something they've extremely missed the mark on. It'll never, no one will ever go to space. <laughs> that we did. Say never, man. How about this New York Times article about the dangers of driving automobiles at high speeds? So it says, in 1904, the New York Times reported on a debate in Paris between a brain specialist and a physician about the dangers of driving automobiles at high speeds because the brain can't keep up. They said, quote, it remains to be proven how fast the brain is capable of traveling. If it cannot acquire an 8-mile-per-hour speed, then an auto running at the rate of 80 miles per hour uh, without the guidance of the brain and the many disastrous results are not to be marveled at. So apparently they thought that uh, our brain wasn't capable <laughs> of driving at normal highway speeds, which in some cases I would agree upon. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, maybe. Mm. Oof. All right, uh, going back here into the uh, 21st century, at least, this is what they had to say about Twitter in 2007. Using Twitter for literate communication is about as likely as firing up a CB radio and hearing some guy recite the Iliad. Whether the service can be made into a sustainable business is quite unknown. I'm skeptical. And uh, Twitter is how most people get their news these days. It is up to the moment. It is instantaneous. Um, you know, for what it is, and I'm not a big Twitter user, uh, it does a good job of what it's supposed to do. Yeah, no, for me too, I... If you go to my Twitter account, um, it's literally I reshare 
the Christian Phoenix page, the Proton Pack, Broncos, Nuggets, Rockies, Avalanche. That's about it. That's all you're really going to find online. But I get it for all the up-to-date uh, latest on sports. And, and I like reading the beef between celebrities sometimes. It's kind of entertaining. I'm that makes why. sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on with uh, the New York Times track record of uh, terrible predictions of the future. Sounds like uh, back in 1996, they were selling off Apple stock when we should have been buying it. They said, uh, whether they stand alone or are acquired, Apple as we know it is cooked. It's so classic. It's so sad. Ah, it's so money. <laughs> if I had bought Apple so stock money. in 1996, we'd be sitting pretty. Yeah, we, if we go back in time and tell our younger selves, could have done it. <laughs> could have done it cheap. But, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, actually, uh, Mike, he just jumped on uh, not too long ago. He got some Apple stock, so it's doing well for him. Ooh, nice. Uh, Way to pick yeah, that another up. another good one. Another good stock to have out there. Just wink, wink, nod, nod for you listeners. Costco stock. Just saying. Ooh, interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. So. Apparently, New York Times doesn't just chime in about technology. They also chime in about music and uh, the potential of the band Aerosmith back in 1973. They had this to say. Aerosmith, the opening act, played loud, derivative rock distinguished only by Steven Tyler's fawning imitation of Mick Jagger. To them, Steven, Aerosmith... Steven would, Tyler PJs! <laughs> Steven Tyler PJs! <laughs> to them, Aerosmith was just nothing but a passe band. Of course, they never realized how big they would become and still are today. I've never even heard of this band. Like I, uh, I, They were so right. They nailed it right on the mark. I have no idea what a flash-in-the-pan band that Aerosmith I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. You know, that's still one of those bands that eludes me. I've never seen live. I really want to. They're, yeah. they're my they're my cursed uh, Great White Buffalo band. I've had the opportunity <laughs> four times, and it's something is canceled at every time. They would be fun to see. You know, I'm not the biggest Aerosmith fan in the world. I like their music, but uh, they're one of those bands you, you got to see at least once in your life. Oh, I'd love to. They're a great band, so... All right, and then finally, moving on to our final uh, New York Times prediction that missed the mark. Tony, when I talk about the three longest-running game shows of all time, you've got Jeopardy, Price is Right, and what's the third one? Wheel of Fortune. Of course. So they have this to say of Wheel of Fortune in 1986. It is generally conceded that Wheel, entering its fourth year in syndication, can't go on as it has forever. But most industry observers maintain that while the show may be nearing its peak, its impact remains huge. I got news for you. It didn't peak in 1986, it didn't peak in 2006, and it didn't peak in 2016. It is still going strong. So, uh, you know, if you're looking to the future, you're more... You're better off looking to The Simpsons than you are The New York Times. Folks, that does it for our segment of predictions that missed the mark. When we come back, we have This Day in History. We'll drop a little knowledge, a few laughs on you as well. Don't go anywhere. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. 
Well, folks, we made it to the end of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, September 15th. We're in the final segment, but not before we have a little more fun before we go for the day. Now, I wanted to remind you, if you guys missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the shows and podcast link. Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video and audio or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes. You always I say mean, yes. I just don't want to see the state puff. So, yes. <laughs> Probably a good idea. While you folks are there, be sure to subscribe so you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Just a good piece of advice to take through your life, not just associated with our podcast. Now, it is the final segment of the show. As we do each and every day, we're going to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh a little bit. It is This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thank you, Siri. All right. <laughs> this day in 1707, Ferenc Rakosi II, Prince of Transylvania, and Tsar Peter the Great signed the Social Security Agreement. There was no comment from Dracula, but uh, I would assume that, uh, you know, he's, he's ancient. He's probably collecting Social Security at this point. I want to collect retirement. Aha! Result your blood. <laughs> uh, oh, I want a good Medicare plan. <laughs> I heard <laughs> that I have a check waiting for me. Um, all right, moving on this day in 1777. George Washington on, author- on authorization... I thought that was spelled with a Z. Anyway, on authorization of Congress <laughs> appoints Casimir Pulaski, Brigadier General of the Continental Army Cavalry. Um, Casimir Pulaski, not a name I'm familiar with in U.S. history. I'm not either. When you say Pulaski, I kind of think of that. Uh, it uh, kind of seems like it fits. Uh, Pulaski, me and George, we hung out a few times, eh? <laughs> well, and maybe it's uh, disassociation of a disassociation of a Russian name with American history, because we all know what the Russians have in store for us. So. Yes, and USSR is coming. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1795, Lyrical Ballads, published by Samuel Taylor Coleridge and William Wordsworth, is the first work of English Romantic movement. Uh, it's a probable date, but uh, yeah, can all be traced back to these guys. Now, when they say English Romantic movement, are these the uh, first uh, um, publications with Fabio on the cover and his sweeping hair and, and uh, bare chest, or is it uh, predate that? Yeah, <laughs> those old Fabio books. <laughs> those are pretty terrible. Here's a guy we talked about a little bit earlier. This day in 1812, the French army under Napoleon reaches the Kremlin in Moscow, where again, he headed over to Farrell's and got himself a Piggly Wiggly. Excellent! <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1835, the HMS Beagle, which apparently is a ship not a giant beagle ridden by Charles Darwin with Charles Darwin <laughs> oh, on board. It'd be so much more fun if it was. Oh, that would be amazing. Reaches the Galapagos Islands. And that's just Galapagos. fun to say. Galapagos. Galapagos. Again, fun Galapagos. to say. Galapagos. <laughs> 
All right, uh, moving into the 1900s, this day in 1916, the first use of tanks in warfare, known as Little Willies, at Battle of Flair Corselet, part of the Battle of the Somme. So uh, first saw tanks this year in 1916. Don't know if they'd really want them to be called Little Willies. Yeah, <laughs> Little Willies. Or if they were... I was Chris gonna, Evans won't be using that one, right? <laughs> if it was Chris Evans and uh, Captain America, they'd be known as the Big Willies. The Big Willies. Big Willies! Uh, here's a guy we have to thank. This day in 1928, Scottish bacteriologist Alexander Fleming discovers penicillin while studying influenza. Huge scientific discovery right there. Yes, super huge. So big. <laughs> You know, it's funny, I get to the 1930s and 1940s and just want to skip over all of it, yes, mostly because yes. of World War II. There is nothing fun or hilarious about World War II. Every once in a while, there's a little news bit that uh, is interesting, but uh, most of it is just pretty much depressing. Yeah, we can skip that. Let's keep it lighthearted and fun. I did. So uh, this day in 1949, Hi-Ho, Silver Away, the Lone Ranger premieres on ABC TV. Hi-Ho, Silver Away! Um, it, I was going to say, did you see the, the Lone Ranger movie? I mean, I don't know how old it is now, but... I did not with army hammer and uh johnny yeah, depp johnny depp i actually enjoyed it I, it did really bad in theaters but i found it to be quite enjoyable i heard it, pr it pretty much was i mean you had gore verbinski who did the first uh pirates movie um apparently it was along the same lines of fun and adventure but uh, people just did not show up for it no they did not like it but i did see that movie and i, f I felt it was basically a uh definitely similar to pirates of the caribbean it was enjoyable Nice. I'll have to go back and check it out. Uh, I assume it's on Disney Plus somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, it's on Disney Plus, yeah. All right. Moving on this day in 1965, speaking of premieres, Lost in Space premieres. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, danger! <laughs> Tony, Papa, can you hear me? This day in 1968, Barbara Streisand, a happening in Central Park show, is, uh, airs on CBS TV. Is that one you'd go back and watch? Only if I could, only if you want to build a snowman. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> Papa, Papa, can you hear me? No, I would not be watching that. I'll just go watch Deadpool 2 again. We're good. <laughs> Moving on this date in 1971, the grandpa from Princess Bride. Yes, the first broadcast of Columbo, starting, starring Peter Falk, airs on NBC. Peter Falk! A lot of premieres today. Way, way to go, Columbo. <laughs> also speaking of premieres this day in 1977 the tv la drama chips debuts on nbc oh poncho uh was that eric estrada mm -hmm, so, the punch um yeah it was great my sister used to watch that show a lot as a kid i don't know why it was on tbs like we'd watch like say by the bell in the morning and then like chips would come on she, she'd watch it he was all down with chips. They take their helmets off and have that perfectly feathered hair. Yeah. And it was just like that cheesy intro and they're on their bike and it just kind of pans away. I never did see the movie version of it, though. The movie version was actually with, pretty funny with Dak Shepard. And Michael Pena. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it looked, it looked good. It looked like cheesy uh, humor, but I did not see that. 
Yeah, it was a good rental. Probably nothing to, to go see in the theaters when it came out. Gotcha. All right, let's move on. This date in 1980, Sir Paul McCartney releases Temporary Secretary. Um, again, Paul McCartney on his own is just okay compared to Paul McCartney and John Lennon working together. I've got an idea for a song. Temporary Secretary. You're a temporary secretary. Well, and the funny thing is, if you keep going on with his record, have you heard uh, the... I probably came out in the last two, three years, his song Meat Free Monday? No. No. <laughs> it, it's, is it's, this song about being vegan, I assume? Only on Mondays. Oh, gosh. <laughs> just, a side, just a song title names are crazy. Like, how do you just think you're like, Meat Free Monday? What hey, a song about that? When you are Paul McCartney... You can phone it in, still be paid day in, day out. It doesn't matter oh, at this yeah, point. Sir. Yeah, somebody will tell him, that's excellent. That's good spit. <laughs> I said spit. S-P-I-T, friends. Speaking spit. of music, this date in 1993, the single, I would do anything for love. I'll even need a tub of fat. <laughs> Sung by Meatloaf and composed <laughs> by Jim Steinman is released. Goes on to be number one in 28 countries. That, uh, it was a huge song. Not a great song, just a huge song. It was a huge song. It, it was uh, not one of my favorites. Uh, Katie, uh, my childhood friend, she she loved it. I, I did not. But uh, I've heard it more than my fair share than I'd ever like to hear. It. I think we all have. And then finally, <laughs> this day in 1995, the movie Seven, directed by David Fincher and starring Morgan Freeman, Ooh. Brad Pitt, and Kevin Spacey, premieres in New York. Uh, what, such a great movie. Fantastic movie. Seven was great. And uh, it's weird you say Kevin Spacey, because that dude is uh, no longer Hollywood. He's, no, no. He's, he's, uh, he's bad news. He's, uh, He's bad news bears, and it was bad news bears in that movie. So, uh, but seven was great flick, though. So, all right. As we head to the f- end of the show, I'm going to run down the holidays. Tony, I'm going to rattle these Holiday. off like an auctioneer because there are so many of them. Today is National Butterscotch Cinnamon Pie Day. It is Get Ready Day, Ooh. Google.com Day, Greenpeace Day, Make a Hat Day, National Caregivers Day, International Day of Democracy Day, International Dot Day, National Double Cheeseburger Day, National Felt Hat mm. Day, National Cheese Toast Day, National Creme Day, Menth Day, National Online Learning Day, National Tackle Kids Cancer Day, National IT Professionals Day, National Linguini Day, Someday... Take a loved one to the doctor day, national thank you day, and Tony, most importantly, world Afro day. So uh, <laughs> let it fly, Tony. Take that hat off and let it go. Well, folks, that does it for this Tuesday show. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode and Animal Tales. Folks, we will see you then.